0: This week on The Imperfect Millennials, we have another guest. Yay! Julie Larkin is a pioneer, if I must say, in helping young women, young and old, discover their dignity and self-worth. No worries if you're not a girl and listening, because I truly believe that the crisis of self is something we all experience. So whether you're a girl or not, this episode will help you grow deeper in your understanding of self and could even help you help others.
1: Welcome to The Imperfect Millennials, a weekly podcast for millennials by two millennial sisters, where we tackle work, health, relationships, and spirituality. The goal of each episode is to give you at least one nugget that will make your life better this week. After you've listened, keep the conversation going over on Instagram, where you can find us at The Imperfect Millennials. And if you like this episode, please consider sharing it with your friends or leaving a review.
0: Now, let's get started. So I'm very excited for this episode. I met Julie probably a year ago at this point, and we instantly clicked. We had great conversations about vulnerability and self-worth and dignity, and I was really intrigued by Julie's nonprofit and the message that she was sending to hundreds of girls. Um, And so I'm really excited to bring her onto our podcast. So without further ado, Julie, welcome to the
2: show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, of course, and um, and before that, really quick, I love that you said we instantly clicked and we can talk more about this in our topic at hand, but one of our favorite uh, friendship quotes is C.S. Lewis's, what, you too? And just the idea of uh, really connecting with someone right away. Um, so I'm really happy to be here. Um, I am a Jersey girl at heart. I grew up in New Jersey with my parents and three older brothers and um, I have eight nieces and nephews who I absolutely adore. Uh, they live all over the country. Um, I moved down to D.C. Uh, for college. And uh, yeah, have just like loved both cities and, and live in life there.
0: That's cool. Where did you go to school and what was your major?
2: Yeah, I went to uh, Catholic University down in the heart of D.C. And I studied psychology for undergrad. And then I stayed and got my master's in business
1: afterwards. Nice, so what are you doing with your career now or with your with that degree?
2: I am running the organization called Girl Talk, and it's been a really cool blend of both uh topics that I studied um taking the psychology and really understanding the human person and then um using business to really uh, understand kind of what motivates people and the different behaviors uh, that people exhibit. So it's, it's really cool to blend them. When I was going into both, I, I never imagined that I would do business. First of all, <laughs> um, I always wanted to be a counselor actually. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons Monica and I clicked so well. Um, so yeah. So running girl talk and, and really getting to know each of the, the women that we work with in middle school, high school and college, even the young professional mentors and, and senior women there. Um so yeah that started actually when I was in college. I was a junior um, and we started girl talk like then. It became a nonprofit in 2015 and and here we are several years later just thriving.
1: Nice. So if you could sum it up in a nutshell or give your as I love to say your Simon Sinek why statement like what is girl talk?
2: Hmm. Oh, how did you know I love Simon Sinek? He is my favorite. <laughs> Uh so so why girl talk? Is that the question or or what? What yeah, are we going on? Um,
1: yeah, why girl talk, but also like what is it? Like in a nutshell, explain it to us.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Um so girl talk is a sisterhood of self-worth. We are all about uh, reminding women of their dignity and letting them know that you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved.
0: I love that phrase. Um what a sisterhood of self-worth. Like I think I I love that phrasing, it's very catchy, and I think it, it's very endearing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like, too, your tagline of you are enough, you are worthy, mm-hmm. you are loved is something that I mean, girls need, but guys like everybody, everybody needs, needs in this that. world, and oh, especially. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, totally. Totally. Millennials needed, it. And it's funny that that phrase came up. Uh, we were doing some whiteboarding sessions. I'm a little obsessed with whiteboards. And uh, back in the day, we were trying to figure out, you know, what what is it? Like, what's at the heart of our mission? How are we going to propel this? And why does it matter? And and we were writing all these things, just scribbling all over the walls in my dining room, and um, with, with paper there, of course. And <laughs> um, and we finally came up with that: uh, "You are enough. You are worthy. You are loved." I mean, that that just really got to the crux of what every human person needs.
0: So, why? I guess why did you start Girl Talk, or what was the inspiration behind that?
2: Yeah. So this was back again in college. I was a junior. And uh, my role that year was really to build community on campus. So I was assigned to a residence hall and I had about 180 residents. These were freshmen women from all over the country. Um, And there was just a dorm full of these awesome, wonderful women ready to take on college and a a new start to their lives. And... um, I was in this awesome position where I got to get to know them, you know, really well and have these personal conversations and I'd walk around the hallways with brownies and candy and, and chat with them. Um, and it was great. Uh, they were really, really fun. We had lots of great conversations. Um, but we also had some really tough conversations and I was honestly kind of surprised, uh, by the content, uh, of those conversations, even in just the hallway or, or in their rooms. Um, you know, the girls would share things with me, like, you know, uh, Julie, I, I just, um, I just found out about this internship and I really want to apply, but, oh, but no, 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 there's, there's no way I'd ever be smart enough for that. Or I, you know, I, I really like this guy in my English class, but no, I, you know, I'm nowhere near as pretty as so-and-so and he would never look at me. And, um, you know julie sometimes i just wake up and look at the mirror in the morning and and just can barely look at myself i feel so ugly and the these these statements of of just shame and doubt and insecurity just really broke my heart i mean here i saw them as these dynamic wonderful women who who had so much to offer the world and and yet they could barely really love themselves and um they all would share these things. And then at the end of these conversations would say, you know what, but, but I'm all alone. No one else understands what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking, my goodness, you're not the only one, you know, I, I actually, I totally get it. I've had those moments where I look in the mirror and I think, my goodness, I wish I had someone else's skin or, you know, having hard moments with friends or guys or work, you know, we've all had those moments of insecurity and doubt, And so this, this idea just really started to um, take shape in my mind that, that these girls needed, they needed to know, they needed to know their worth. Um, And so this was kind of, you know, like circling around in my head and, and then there was a really, really hard night. It was, it was right around Thanksgiving time, actually, right before I went home for Thanksgiving break that year. And um, I got a phone call from one of my residents and she said, she said, Julie, you need to come quick. Rachel just tried to kill herself. Noah. And this was a girl that I knew and loved. I mean, we used to go on walks around campus together all the time. And she would tell me about her family and the girls in her hall and, you know, her, her major and her dreams. And, and I mean, as you can imagine, I've, I was, n- I've never been more scared in my life. And, you know, and thankfully we had all the training and everything, you know, that, we needed in that moment. So I called our campus chaplain and he got in touch with the area coordinator and the hospital and all of that, all of that very important, um, those important steps. And meanwhile, I just ran faster than I've ever run before. And I ran to her room and, um, you know, I found her lying in her bed and, and the bottle of pills knocked over on the side next to her, uh, untouched, um, and then her roommates and, and the hallmates kind of just scattered around the floor, scared out of their minds. And I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of crawled up alongside her in her bed and I, and I held her tight and, and I stroked her hair and I wiped her tears and, and just held her as she sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And that, that was the moment. That was the moment for me where I thought, my gosh, what caused this beautiful smart wonderful girl to think that her life wasn't worth living and and it struck me that she felt unworthy she felt unworthy of love and life and she felt all alone she felt that no one else could understand and and that was the moment i just knew these girls need to know that they are not alone and after we got rachel the help that she needed you know in that moment um i brainstormed and brainstormed with my roommates and friends and a couple couple weeks later we um we put on a girl talk and i knocked on all those girls doors again with the brownies and the cookies and i said ladies come out thursday night we're gonna come in your sweatpants come you don't need to worry about putting on makeup just come as you are we're gonna hang we're gonna relax and um and they did they showed up that night and we had about 40 girls in ryan hall lounge And um, they just packed it in. We had pillows on the floor and blankets, made it really cozy and comfy. We had brownies and we had the twinkle lights hanging everywhere. And and I just shared my stories. And I said, "Look, this is when I felt like I wasn't pretty enough. When I felt like I wasn't smart enough. When I just felt that I wasn't good enough." And um, and I thought this was going to be a one time thing. And at the end of the night, they all said. Okay Julie, when's the next one? And uh and here we are, all these years later and now it's become really my life's work.
1: What really strikes me about this story is the idea that so many people feel that they're alone in whatever they're going through. right? they're, they're mm-hmm. the only one who's experiencing that and like as a teacher myself, like, I see that very clearly, especially, like, in the juniors and seniors that I've taught over the years when they're getting older and they're beginning to, like, come into their own a little bit. But they feel like they're the only one who feels that their body isn't good enough. Or they're the only one of their friend group who sees themselves as an, as inadequate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just such an interesting thing that, like, it's almost a universal human condition that we feel we're, we're alone and we're not enough. Mm. And yet we don't <laughs> talk about that.
2: Yes. Right? Exactly, exactly. And that's, I mean, that's the heart of what I discovered there, that we all feel like we're alone, yet we're all experiencing those same hardships, those same struggles.
1: Yeah, what do you think it is that causes people not to want to talk about that? Because I feel like it, it, it's almost mm. like a, a shameful thing, like, oh, I feel this way, but no one else must. So I can't, I can't ask my friend about it. I can't talk about that.
2: Yeah, oh, man, that's a good question. Um I, I mean, I, I guess it could be as simple as just the the fact that we think that we're the only ones so that and if it's such a if it's something that doesn't make us feel good, right? If it's something that's really hard and that we're struggling with, it, it doesn't look very pretty on the outside, right? Like, say, maybe I'm struggling with anxiety or depression or a messy room or, you know, I, I don't have a boyfriend or, you know, whatever the case may be through the ages that that is sometimes we look at as a as a, you know, the not a good sign. Um, I think it I think it comes down to vulnerability and, you know, being willing to kind of share those those moments, those sides of ourselves that maybe we think aren't so pretty. Um, but most of the time we discover <laughs> that our friends, the people right next to us are like, oh my goodness, yes, I'm so glad you said that. I struggle in the same way, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Well, and I also think we tend... I think as a society and as individuals to think that the things that we're ashamed about are, our um, negative qualities or unlovable qualities. And so if I express this vulnerability in not liking my body or in being upset about this event or fearing that I'm not smart enough, I'm sort of seen as inferior. And then what if I express that and someone doesn't accept me and that, and that fear is confirmed, right? That I am unlovable or that, this quality about myself is, in fact, a bad thing or, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that fear coupled with shame and the difficulty that is involved in being vulnerable with someone, I think it's sort of this sort of spiral. But what I love about Girl Talk is that it normalizes those difficult conversations and it welcomes vulnerability, because I think that's some of the most important work to be to be doing right now. hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we do too. <laughs> and um, yeah, it is. It's about welcoming the vulnerability. I mean, that's, that's kind of the key that we always talk about. It's, we can have, you know, we could, I could have seen those girls and and told them, Hey, guess what? You are enough and you are smart enough. And that would have been really good, right? That would have been, you know, confronting that crisis of self-worth and saying, you know, confronting the lies and telling them the truth that they have value and they have dignity, but but in order, I think, for it to really sink in, that's where the vulnerability piece comes in at Girl Talk is that we we have to kind of – we have to give a little bit of ourselves. It's not so comfortable. When I sat down with those girls in that lounge and for all the years after that we've done this, it was not very comfortable for me to sit up there and share, you know, those parts of myself that that are not the prettiest in the world, you know, and my mistakes and my failures and, and where I thought I wasn't good enough. Um, but the vulnerability really unlocks the key to that connection and then and then le- leads into the possibility of friendship and understanding. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I love that.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, you know, because I-, I liked the point of you could have said, like, you are beautiful and you are loved. And I think that's what we hear a lot of, like, you're great, you're fine. But how do we transition from hearing it to believing it? And it sounds like Girl Talks approach is through – sort of this like personal testimony this authentic vulnerability because what we know is that vulnerability invites vulnerability right so the the more someone's vulnerable with us the more we can be with them and vice versa and so it sort of sounds like girl it sort of sounds like you've sort of hit the nail on the head in in figuring out how to transition hearing it to actually believing it
2: yeah yeah and I mean I think we all could come up with stories right where we've talked to our moms or our sisters or our friends and and we've tried to convince them like don't you see how beautiful you are don't you see how smart you are and great at this really cool thing that no one else does um yeah I love that Monica it's it it's so true that we that's a huge piece of us translating it into hearing it then believing it and and I think it really gets into you know that friendship piece that we're going to talk about today is um we can hear it and we can hear the stories and those personal testimonies. And it even goes deeper than that, right? I think the stories are incredibly powerful. That's why we have vulnerability. But the reason why we say Girl Tech is a sisterhood of self-worth is that we're creating those sister moments, you know, and and we can... Have experiences, I can hear someone give me a really inspiring speech one day. I can read an inspiring quote on Instagram, but that's not necessarily going to stick with me through the through the ins and outs of everyday life, but knowing that Steph struggles in the same way that I do and knowing that Mary struggles in the same way that I do or, or she's gone through something that I can come to her about later, that's really strong, and that's really powerful because there's that support system built in place there
0: That's awesome. I love that.
1: Yeah, and I do think, you know, again, just even like thinking of my students as we're talking about this, like, it's true, like, you can have them read a million things, you can have them read the most inspiring things, you can even have amazingly deep conversations and discussions about these things. But it's through true friendship, Mm -hmm. that they really feel loved and enough and worthy. Like, an article isn't going to do that.
2: Right. Right. It's it's great. It's a great start. And that can even be, you know, a conversation starter. It's it, but it won't sustain it at all. Um, I was just talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about the concept of friendship and, um, and she said, you know, yes, I, I think friendship is important, but for me, I think maybe it's, maybe it's empathy. That's, you know, really at the heart of it where I feel the most understood. And, And I said, yes, it it is empathy. It's empathy. It's vulnerability, even within friendship. Um, And I think think we can have that where we, when we establish friendships, when we get to know somebody, to continually see them where they are and love them through whatever hardship they're going through or just, you know, the everyday life um, and to be empathetic with them, to be vulnerable um, and to continually grow deeper and
0: deeper. So I know that friendship is one of the pillars of girl talk. And I'm just sort of wondering how, I guess, how do you define what is a good friendship? And I know that like, okay, so empathy was sort of played into that vulnerability was played into that, but you know, how do we go about either determining if we have good friendships or how do we go about creating those friendships since it does seem to sort of be the key?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, Well, I think it starts with, you know, our, our whole phrase at Girl Talk, you are enough, you are worthy, you are loved. And to really have someone see us for our worth and to, to recognize our dignity, to truly be seen. Um, I was just chatting with someone else the other day about, um, you know, uh, to be sarcastic, right? And, and I love, I love a good dose of sass. Any of my friends could tell you that. Um, but how, for me, I, I really need to know that the person I'm talking to really sees me and values me for who I am before they crack a joke about me, you know? Um, because otherwise I'm like, what the heck, you're totally making fun of me here. Um, but that's kind of a, a funny example, but just to really, I think for friendship, for someone to see your worth, um. And we talk at Girl Talk, too, we, we call it this connection cake. And that's kind of a, a cool three-way uh, vision of Girl Talk. And we talk about how this picture, if you picture, you know, you go to a wedding and you see the whole three-tiered cake and I uh, can't wait to dive in. And and the whole bottom layer, it, it has to be the largest, right? The, the cake builds on itself, largest to smallest. And we talk about how that bottom layer is really built on trust. And to build a solid friendship, you have to start with that huge foundation of trust, seeing me for who I am, knowing my worth, knowing my dignity, all of that. And, and it's a huge layer, it takes time to build, it, it takes respect and understanding. So we start with that huge layer of trust, and then you move on to that next tier of the cake, and that's affirmation. And, and that's not affirmation. I know we can, sometimes that gets a bad rep, you know, (laughs) you talk about, Oh, I like your shoes. I like this. I like that. No, we're talking about genuine affirmation, again, of a person's dignity, um, and, and really respecting them where they are. Um, and there's enough in this world, you know, there's plenty to tear us down. You know, you're talking about, um, Katie, your students and maybe not appreciating their bodies. Um, And and there's enough we know in this world through the media, through culture, everything just tearing us down for not being smart enough, not being skinny enough, not being X, Y, and Z enough. Um, So to really affirm someone in in their personhood, exactly where they are, I think is hugely important. Um, And then that last little layer of the cake at the very top, and again, this one's the smallest one, is that that element of a challenge, and where we're not just here to. you know, just to accept everyone as as they are. We are here to do that. That is super important. But we're always trying to help each other grow to be the best, our best versions of ourselves. And so that tiny, tiny uh, piece of the cake at the top, we say that challenge in building the sisterhood of self worth and building good friendship with men or women. We always want uh, to help to help us really grow into the best people we can be. So we always say our connection cake of friendship is trust affirm challenge.
1: I love this because I think too, especially now, probably millennials and Gen Zs, like they get the trust thing, they get the affirmation thing. But I think for a lot of people, the challenge tier is the hardest, and the and the tier that many people think is not true friendship. Mm-hmm. But I love the way that you have it set up that you have to have that that the large base layer of trust, the next largest yeah. layer of affirmation, like that I love you as you are with mm-hmm. your flaws. All stuff and then that final smaller tier is the Mm -hmm. challenge that like okay but but i'm also going to help you become the best version of yourself right and that's true friendship and i think that's very missing in our in our society today Mm and in our concept
0: of friendship well i was sort of also thinking like that comes to a point of i love you enough to ask the hard questions i love you enough to hold you accountable. I love you enough, right? Because it's, it's the people who hold you accountable. It's the people who ask the hard questions. It's the people who are willing to like go deep. I mean, those are the people, you know, like love you dearly and very deeply because they they'll go there with you. Right.
2: Oh, totally. Totally. I'm thinking about a very dear friend of mine. And you know we always tease her for for how blunt she is right and um everyone always knows if you're going through something or you really need some some hard loving you go to this girl and um and she's the best she really is and i remember i was um i was just struggling through some things in my relationship a couple of years ago and um i just I, it wasn't like things weren't clicking things were kind of off and i was like all right riley Riley will give me the, what I need to hear, you know? And so, so I went to her and, um, and I was just kind of sharing what was going on. And, and I was really hoping that she would just give me all the affirmation. Right. I just, I just wanted her to tell me everything was fine. Everything I was doing was hunky dory and and we're, I was going to be totally fine. And, you know, she came, she came down with the challenge. (laughs) and uh, (laughs) She was like, Jules, you know, this this is the reality with me and Tim, and this is where we are in our relationship. And and um and I just really think y- you need to think about that, you know. And she she definitely challenged me, and that was really hard to hear. But she did it with so much love, and we had already had such a beautiful layer of trust and affirmation built into our at that point, you know, several year friendship. And and um even though it was so hard to hear that challenge, I I knew she loved me and. And I had to soak it in. I had to take that time to like think through it, you know,
1: yeah, but I think that I mean that is like the essence of what a good friendship is that like they love you enough to challenge you, and that you can take that challenge and say, like, "Wow, they love me so much, yeah, that they're willing to say that, yeah yeah and, and push me in that way, totally, totally, um, so I'm curious what so friendship is one of your five pillars, but what are your other four,
2: yeah? um so friendship is right in the middle so we have five pillars and our first one we start with hospitality so kind of what i was describing earlier about the twinkle lights and the brownies the pillows uh the blankets that's that's our version of hospitality um that's really just like you know the first entry point to girl talk starts with those tangible Tangible elements that you can see, taste, hear, touch, and smell—that um, makes you feel really cozy and comfortable—and then—and then extends beyond that to someone looking you in the eye and and come and sit on the comfy couch with me and and we'll share a blanket and and we'll hang out. Um, it's just creating that that warm environment where you know it's it's a, a judgment-free zone and it's it's a soft place to land and. Um, it's just kind of giving everyone a little break from from the everyday um, harshness sometimes so we start with hospitality and then that leads into vulnerability like we were talking about earlier you know having everyone on the comfy couches feeling good it it opens the door to that space to be vulnerable where a girl can sit sit on the couch share her story um not at a podium not on a stage but but right next to me and and i'm going to look her in the eye and and hear what she has to say because she's sharing so honestly and genuinely and um and she's doing it to in it, it's as such a gift you know she's sharing her personal story for me um so we start with hospitality, then vulnerability, and that that vulnerability is the key again that unlocks the door to friendship. And, and that's where we see friendship enter in here. Um, and and the goal with Girl Tech, again, we're building that sisterhood of self worth. We want these girls to to get to know each other and, and love each other and and challenge each other and and to continue to be the best women that they can be. And having those those foundational pillars built in hospitality, vulnerability, friendship, that really leads to hope. So when I'm sitting, I'm sitting with that pillow, I'm sitting on the ground, listening to her story. I can think, wow, I'm here and I'm struggling with my roommate, or I didn't believe that my body was worth loving, or I didn't know if my friend and I would ever make up from this awful fight we're having, or I don't know what I'm going to do about my anxiety. That story, that loving friendship that that girl's providing, gives me this sense of hope that, hey, guess what? There is light at the end of the tunnel. And even though these shadows exist, I'm going to be okay. And, and it's this really beautiful sense of hope. And if you picture a bell curve, hope is really at the top there. And then, and then it'll lead into this really beautiful sense of healing you know we all have something that we're dealing with, whether it's quote unquote extreme or not. You know it could just be you know, maybe I need to forgive a friend or maybe I need to forgive myself for something, whatever the case may be. Um, healing is what we're really guiding the girls towards at girl talk and and part of that guiding too is is coming back to friendship. I mean. Um, having hope and building that sisterhood is, is such a key element. So even though friendship is the third pillar, it really just extends throughout all five through the whole process with Girl Talk.
1: I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously friendship is like your over like umbrella almost of all mm-hmm. of that. Cause like, then you have, you could, the other four work really well. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you are a friend, right? Like a, you belong to this community.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I'm sort of imagining that as this, yeah, like everything just sort of flows into each other to sort of create this really prime environment for, you know, because it's one thing to say, be vulnerable. And it's another thing to create an environment in which someone says, you know what, I can share or you know what, I can, I can speak and be heard and, and still be loved. And I think that that, it sounds like the environment you create is I mean, kind of amazing to be
2: honest. <laughs> it's it's pretty great. I mean, that's that's been one of my favorite moments throughout all of Girl Talk. You know, I love looking at whether it's in an actual coffee house experience. You know, when we're with the comfy couches, or you know, throughout Girl Talk as a whole, I love watching these friendships develop. I mean, it's it's really amazing for me to see. Okay, this is something I started way back when. But look at these other women seeing the same truth of this, you know, they're realizing the heart of girl talk, and they're making true friends. I mean, it's, it's super cool. I mean, to see all the beautiful friendships that have grown out of girl talk is it just makes me so happy.
1: So you started this in 2015. So you've been at it for five years. I'm curious, like, what does it look like now? Like, what is a girl talk session I mean what do you call it but anyway like what what does it look like now yeah, in 2020 like that yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah that that's the ultimate question um <laughs> It, so it started. We became a nonprofit in 2015, um, but our coffee house, quote unquote, started in 2012. Um, so it's been growing over the years. So right now, um, that that coffee house experience that we've been talking about—that's that's the storytelling. That's the sitting on the comfy ch- couches. That's you know everyone hanging out together and sharing a story. Those coffee houses we take to each level. So we host coffee houses for middle school girls, high school girls college women and beyond so say um, you know you're in a high school we come into your um, cafeteria or your library and we kind of Convert the space. So if we're in the cafeteria, we throw the blankets on the ground. We kind of move the tables, and it's so cool because the girls walk in and they think, "Oh my gosh, you've totally transformed our cafeteria! This is so cool!" And um, it's really fun. So so we go in and we give talks to uh, the different levels. We have a mentor program at the college level. So each college girl is paired with um, a young professional mentor, who kind of guides them through personal and professional development. And just really being their friend, you know, like we've been talking about. And uh, the mentor program then grew into um, a senior mentor program where these young professional women were working with the college girls and all these young professionals, the millennials, these imperfect millennials, were were saying, you know, this is amazing. We love these girls in college. We love chatting with them. But what about us? Like, we want some guidance, too. And so, from that stemmed our senior mentor program, we, where we have older women, moms, and professionals mentoring um, our young professional women. So, just like the connection cake, Girl Talk is just built on all these layers and tiers of of different programs, mother daughter programming, mentor programs. I mean, we have kind of a whole bunch of stuff uh, active at one time.
0: <laughs> I I think that I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm sitting here a little bit like in awe because it just sort of seems like such a universal truth through all ages, like a third grader needs that like love and affirmation and support and that mentor and that community and friendship building and understanding just as much as an eight year old woman who's in a completely different stage in life. And like, how do I navigate this and how Mm -hmm. do I find friendship and how do I like love myself for who I am and where I'm at in this season of life? And so I think, I mean, yeah, that's just sort of my thought right now. That it's just, I mean, I don't know how to articulate that. Yes,
2: no, I love it. We call it our layers of love, that there are all those layers and and we just got to keep, keep uh, pouring them on.
1: I can imagine too, it's pretty affirming that like, people who are millennials and are coming cause they're getting mentored by someone older who are also then in turn mentoring someone who's younger. Like mm-hmm. that's super affirming that you're helping the next generation yeah. <laughs> serving. We always <laughs> talk about service, right? But like, yeah. you know, that you have that, like that, yeah, that layered approach that, that like trickles down basically, yes. yeah. right?
2: Yeah, and, it, and it's been so neat. I mean, even from just kind of the business standpoint, that's been so cool to to unravel and and just i feel like i'm discovering it every year every month you know we're we're discovering something new it's kind of like um it's kind of like a sculpture i've i'm not i'm not an artist i wish i were my sister in law is and she's amazing um but i always picture this sculpture and and how it's fascinating to me that it's not you're not starting from nothing and building this beautiful statue but you start with this huge chunk of of what do they use to to make sculptures? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but um, you're you're chipping away, and and I feel like that with Girl Talk, where we've just been chipping away at it. At Girl Talk exists, and there's this awesome, you know, mission and enterprise underneath it, and and Girl Talk knows what it's going to become, and we just have to kind of keep chipping away to discover
0: everything beautiful underneath. That's amazing. Um, we have some men who listen to our podcast. And so what would you because I know that like, this is obviously like directed towards women. But I think a lot of these things that we've spoken about today are also truths for men. Um, So what would be I don't know, like, how do you sort of? Is there a boy talk coming? Just kidding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That is always the question. And when the guys ask me, I say yes, you're gonna start it. Um, yeah, no. Well, first of all, love that you have guys listening to this podcast. I think guys are great. Girl Talk loves men. (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, I think the messages are very much, um, universal. I mean, you are enough, you are worthy, you are loved. Absolutely. Men need to hear that so much. And, um, and yeah, it's an actual, it's an interesting concept. I mean, First of all, on a practical level, Girl Talk also has what we call the Coffee House Community, and that's made up of young professional men and women. Um, so that's been pretty cool to grow in the in the last few years. They support um, the younger programs financially, and then we do community building activities where we talk about mental health, we talk about relationships, we talk about professional development. So we love having the guys there, and they're actually a, a huge support um, to the women. So yeah it's it's been really fun um yeah to the, the guys i I'd say that um your dignity and worth matters so much um you know not just in relationship to the women but obviously for for you yourselves um and I will say though working with so many women and and really having intimate conversations with them, I mean just the way a man treats us is has a huge impact on who we are and what we believe about ourselves and the world. Um so I guess I, I would just want to say thank you to the to the men that treat women with such respect and and just to to keep it up.
0: I freak. love that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, down its own.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, man, we could talk about all kinds of stuff like that. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I love it. So um You are out on the East Coast. Uh, Is Girl Talk in one specific place? Is it spreading? Like what? Yeah.
2: So um, it's very much in the heart of Washington, D.C. right now. Um, That's where, you know, started that in college there. And it's really grown. Um, So I guess in D.C., Maryland and Virginia, the DMV um, at all those different age levels. But we've also given talks, you know, we've given talks in New Hampshire and Chicago and a bunch of different places. Um, we'd love to see it keep growing. This, this quarantine life is really actually helping us, helping us grow across the country really quickly. Um, which is kind of a cool unexpected turn. Um, but yeah, we, we want every woman, every man to know their inherent worth and value. So, um, we'd love to see it spread as quickly as possible.
1: So for those who like can't be part of it yet, because you're not here in Chicago where we are, or you're not out in California or whatever, what would be like some words of wisdom or advice that you have, like for our listeners and whatever to really it, fully embrace right their worth and their dignity?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um well, first of all, they can listen to our podcast. <laughs> That's kind of fun when they're, when they're not listening to the imperfect millennials. Um, to really embrace their worth and dignity, I I would say to, first of all, just to know it, right? We talk about recognizing and then radiating. Um, I'd say to, to read good books, to, to listen to good things that kind of are speaking the truth and reminding us that we do have dignity and value. Um, but like we we talked about earlier, it's not just enough to hear the messages, right, and it's really the heart of friendship. So I would say find good friends, <laughs> find good friends, be a good friend, be a good friend to yourself, um you know, love who you are, body, mind, and heart and and talk to yourself the same way you would talk to a friend let's let's be a little bit more encouraging with ourselves rather than tearing ourselves down. Um, and, and then really be a a good friend to others. I think that's, I think that's where we, we can find, um, and remember continuously our worth.
0: I, if I could try to like sum up what I think I hear you saying is, and I, and I think, well, I think Katie and I have talked about this in other episodes, but it sounds like what your method tried and true is sort of being a relentlessly, exclusive with your environment reading good books surrounding yourself with good people affirming yourself sort of being the master of your own ship as katie and i said in previous episodes of sort of allow like being very conscious about what you're allowing into your life, because it affects you so profoundly and so deeply. And that's going to be some of the first stepping stones into really, truly understanding and believing your worth and dignity is surrounding yourself with people who believe that is reading books that affirm that is being conscious of your own negative self-talk and reframing that.
2: Yeah. Totally. I love that being a master of your own ship. I just wrote that down. And that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Cause I do think very often we, we discard, that's not the right word, but <laughs> we, we just don't see all the other aspects as really like having that much of an impact on us. We're like, well, it's not that yeah. big of a deal if I read this book or it's not that big of a deal if I'm watching this TV show, Oh, yeah. even though it doesn't really speak to who I am and what I believe in and what I hold true. But but in reality, it does, and right. like and the same with the people we surround ourselves with. We're like, well, okay, just, that that friend of mine is really negative, but like, it doesn't impact me. Well, but it does. Yeah,
2: yeah, it totally does. And even even just from a, I guess like a practical time standpoint, if if the people and and the materials in our lives aren't impacting us for the better, then why are we spending our time? I mean, time is so precious. And, you know, I'm I'm even realizing that more and more in quarantine, like, even though it seems like we have more time, actually, there's still a ton going on, you know, um, with our schedule and trying to balance what is the Zoom life, you know, and being with family if we live with them and roommates and all of that. Um, I just, yeah, I just don't think there's enough time and space for for what's not good in our lives.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm like yeah yes a thousand times again. I don't know what else to say but I was sitting here nodding my head being like preach like <laughs> yeah, like take a good evaluation of your life and where you're at and like is it worth my time is it worth my energy like is this affirming my dignity and like am I doing that for others like am I being that friend that I wish I had am I you know and I because that's it's it sounds like the girls who go through your program a lot of them be- stay, right? Or a lot of them become mentors. And I think that is just a testament to how profoundly it impacted them and how they're then able to share that with others because you can't share what you don't have, right? Yes.
2: Yes. I love that. It's so true. We're we're recognizing and radiating. And that's and that's the whole point. And I think that's why we've discovered over the years that it always comes back to friendship. You know, it's it's discovering our own worth and then being that good friend to others, sharing that value, sharing that goodness with the people around us. And, and um, yeah, it really is neat. I absolutely love it when the girls, you know, stay in our community and, and pay that forward to the the other women that they need. It's, it's beautiful because we all need this. Like we're saying, you know, back to the beginning, you know, we all feel like we're alone sometimes, but the reality is, is that we're not, we have this support and solidarity. So, so let's start right now. Let's start by recognizing who are the people in our lives that maybe seem a little bit lonely or or who needs who needs a surprise a, a card in the mail or a phone call. You know, let me just call them for 10, 20 minutes because I know they're alone right now. Or um let's be the people who really learn the love languages of our friends and surprise them with something sweet. Um, and just really be a good friend to them.
1: I love that too because it's it's doing something for another that's like really being a friend and whatnot, but it also is changing us like in that process, right. Of like recognizing the love language of my friend also means I need to change some of my behavior and my ways of thinking in order to be a better friend to this person. So I love that it's both like an outward, but also an interior movement.
0: Because if we're honest and we say that exterior things impact me interiorly, right. What I, what I surround myself with is impacting me on the inside, we also have to recognize that things coming from within and going outward, right? That that affects the the other people in my life, and then it, it's a symbiotic relationship, right? It's this back and forth of of this growth and this change, which I think is really important, especially. I mean, I think during our times and given our culture, I think that that's really important.
2: Yeah, totally. It totally is, and we we have to be strong in our in our worth and our values. And and it we we don't even realize, I think, how much we can influence the people around us, but we really can.
0: So, Julie, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can support Girl Talk, how they can listen to your podcast? What are some ways that our listeners can can do that?
2: yeah thanks so first of all i think um anyone can feel free to visit our website it's our dot org that's o-u-r girltalk.org. dot org and yeah there there are a couple of different tools regardless of where you are in the country um i think first of all like we've been talking about we we just launched a podcast recently as well it's called love girl talk we're talking about all these pillars of girl talk and we'll have a couple different guests on the show as well talking about different girl talk topics and, um, If people are interested in supporting us, that's through the Coffee House community. That's for anyone to join. And we have virtual talks to build that community. Um, They're financially supporting us, um, helping all of our programs grow strong. If anyone is interested in having Girl Talk come to their schools, whether that's in quarantine or not, we're doing Zoom calls now. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, You know, coming to a middle school, high school or college, we'd love to talk to you. Um, And then we're also starting to really uh, amp up our parent program because we're finding that with the um, with the teenage girls that really it's it's all about a partnership with their parents. So um, any moms or dads interested in just um, getting more tools or resources for their daughters, they can definitely feel free to contact us. Um, and anyone can feel free to email me. Um, my email is julie.larkin at ourgirltalk.org. That's awesome.
0: Nice.
1: So Julie, to end and kind of close out, if you could instill in every well girl and boy girl, one one message one truth what would you want everyone to know and own like in their hearts
2: hmm. can I use our beautiful tagline yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean really that's the truth of it I would just love everyone to know that they are enough that they are worthy and that they are loved I think that's so powerful and so important and uh, for me, I know that that line can seem repetitive. I, it's on every Girl Talk mug that we own. <laughs> um, but when we really take a step back to think about it, that's that's I think what we really need to hear to, to recognize our own dignity and then to share that with others.
0: Love that. Love that message. And to all of our listeners, trust the process. And remember, you're thriving, not just surviving. Imperfectly yours, Katie, Mona, and Julie.